Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What is going on, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Shock Factor podcast. And we've got a real fun one this week. Today, I am going to be joined by national champion Cade Beloso to talk about what it's like being a national champion and the Rocky Road College baseball took him through to get there. We also discuss about handling the pressures of outside expectations and how to become the best teammate you can be. But before we get into any of that, let's do a brief Cade Beloso history lesson for those of you who may not be familiar. Cade's college baseball journey began way back in 2018 at LSU, where as a freshman, he hit 279 with 10 home runs. Following this freshman performance, Cade quickly became a staple of the LSU lineup. He was in there just about every game for the following two seasons until the injury and, of course, the 2020 season where everything got canceled. But leading up to opening day of 2022, Cade was out of majority of the season with a knee injury he had sustained while warming up for the season opener against Maine. And while it was a bummer of a scenario, uh, the tough times are when you find out who, who the tough people are. And Cade never let this injury win. And what I mean by that was he was always on the top step of the dugout every game, being the best teammate he could be because he knew it was how he could help his team win. Cade went on to learn a lot from this injury and just kind of grow in appreciation for the game, which you will hear a lot of in this interview I did with him. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, Cade went on to get a couple of pinch hit at bats in the 2022 season, but Unfortunately, he uh, he didn't really have much success in those, so he decided to, you know, let's get the surgery, wait until the 2023 campaign, save a bunch of hits for then. And it was a good call because he finished the season batting 324 with 16 homers, including a game-winning home run in Omaha, which was really sick. And he ended the season and his college career as a national champion. So let's go ahead and check in and see how the national champ is doing. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Pumpkin Spice Shock Factor podcast. And we aren't just back. We are joined by an absolute legend, the one and only Bayou Bambino, Cade Beloso. Cade, how are you doing today? Great, brother. Great, man. Thank you for having me on. Dude, thank you for coming on. I know you got a busy schedule. I know this morning you said you had a duck hunt. How'd that go? Was it a successful hunt? Oh, yeah. Very successful. We uh, went to Venice, which is south of Louisiana. And got after it so it was a good time man now venice louisiana is that anything like you know the venice in europe that's like all on water or is, <laughs> is there I mean, any inspiration any linkage uh, there i maybe i mean you can't really go any further south and you're in the gulf of mexico at that point uh so yeah maybe i mean it really is all water <laughs> that's interesting well thank you again so much for hopping on last we spoke you won a national championship a couple hours before it was a it was a super fun time and of course we said our goodbyes we said hags to each other <laughs> have a great summer of course 
Now I, I wanted to check in as soon as I got this podcast back. I was like, well, got, we got to have Kate on and see if he did have that good summer that we talked about. So what have you been up to? What's life been like since becoming a national champion? Yeah, man, life's been good. You know, uh, just crazy amount of support and you know, congratulations and uh, love from everybody, which has been cool to see, and, you know, just doing a bunch of different things, uh, you know, with interactions with fans and stuff like that. Just whenever you go, uh, to a restaurant around town or something like that, or, uh, you know, people are coming up to you saying, what's up? And congratulations. And, uh, it's been cool to see, man. But yeah, you know, life goes on and, you know, uh, the real world starts. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So moving into the real world, obviously, I mean, you hit 324 with 16 jacks in the SEC. Had you, <laughs> had you given any thought to pro ball or, you know, given it a shot or were you kind of just like, you know what? I'm gonna go out on top. I'm going out in Omaha national champion. Uh, like, I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a. I'm trying to think how to word this properly. Like, if it happened, it would have been great. If not, like I was good either way. Uh, that's just kind of how I operate, uh, my mental <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Uh, but no, man. I mean, I have no problem with you know being retired or how my career panned out and ended uh you, know, you can't write up a better script and had so much fun and you know have no regrets which is the biggest thing yeah and i mean you seem like the type of person where it's like whatever happens in life you're just kind of like all right we'll, we'll yeah. either work around it or we'll appreciate <laughs> what it is you know and that's no one doubt. thing i really liked about you and just talking to you in omaha seeing you interact with people is just like yeah i mean this is super cool but you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm going to appreciate yeah. it, but you know, if it doesn't go our way, we got here, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of just how I approach things, man. And, I mean, I feel like you're kind of the same way. We, you know, we bonded over that in Omaha. You're kind of just, just living in the moment, you know, don't think too yeah, far I mean, ahead. Don't think too <laughs> far in the past. Yeah. Especially in the world of college baseball, if you try to like plan out your week, you know, you're either going to have a <laughs> random practice text or like yeah. a tarp pole at a random time. I mean, yeah. LSU, even I, I'm sure you guys had a grounds crew, but I'm sure there were also times they were like, Hey guys, oh, yeah. uh, we're going to pull this tarp because oh yeah, I, well, many I feel like time. it's just a team building thing at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I mean, pulling tarps is fun, man. And just you know, seeing everybody. Dude, like just honestly, act up on the tarp. <laughs> like, I if I could go back to any moment in college baseball, it'd just be one of like to go back and do a crappy tarp pull again. Like, just one. <laughs> it's like cold rain. It sucks. It's like it, yeah. it was just so much fun. Typically, you know, if you're an upperclassman, you're probably having a good time on the weekend at some point, getting that text. Yeah. And it's like it's always funny <laughs> seeing those guys show up and. Tarp pole is just such an interest. <laughs> yeah, we would always find like uh, these possums in our in our freaking tarp, man, and we would just you know like play with possums. Uh, I know Zeb Riddell and Josh Stevenson would just like pick up possums and chase people around, and uh, we'd just literally mess around. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but yeah, man, it's uh, it rained so much here in Louisiana that we would just do tarp pulls. It seemed like every week, uh, you know, trying to get that thing on the field, keep the field dry. Yeah. And like, honestly, I feel like sometimes coaches would be like, okay, it's, it's a Friday at 5 PM. They can't be up to anything good. Let's get to <laughs> the field. Say there's rain in the forecast. Just, just get them together. Remind them not to be idiots. <laughs> These guys aren't busy. You know, they don't want to do anything. Let's get them up here. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they just, they, it's an off day, right? You know, this doesn't count. This isn't practice, <laughs> but the team's still going to build some chemistry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all character building, man. <laughs> now, you were talking about kind of transitioning into the real world. How, how's that been going for you? I know when, when I went through the process, I was very reluctant at first to change. I didn't want to. I don't want to be a grown-up. Right. I still don't want to be a grown-up. And the cool thing is... <laughs> What I've learned over the past two years of being what some would call a grown-up is you really don't have to be. Um, it, it's right. really fun. But how, how's the process been for you? How, how have you been enjoying it? Man, it's been good. Uh, you know, a lot more free time on my hands now uh, than ever really in my life. So, uh, <laughs> you know, getting to do a lot of cool things and, you know, hang out, um, family and friends a lot more and stuff like that. And, playing lots of golf, uh, you know, lower my handicap, which is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, just, you know, waiting for my job to start, uh, going to get started somewhere in October and, you know, doing lessons, uh, going to coach travel ball team part-time, um, starting in January to, you know, stay around the game, baseball and stuff like that. So very excited. Got a lot of big things coming up, getting married in November. Uh, very excited about that. And, you know, honeymoon after that, get a good vacation. Yeah, those see, those are all great things. And like, that's one point in college baseball, like when your career's over, like you don't realize how much free time, like Dude, the rest of the world usually has. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can get so much done. Like doing laundry these days for me, so much easier. Like <laughs> I, I get why they call it washed up in my case, because I am washing so much laundry because I just have the time to do it. Like, yeah, no in, college, like in college, I feel like there's just never time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, bro, like I, I see a lot of, you know, people complaining on like social media about like getting Saturday and Sunday off and, you know, like, especially like the rest of Friday, you know, you get to do whatever you want. I'm like, you guys don't know the, the level of like high, like collegiate, high level collegiate sports, man. Like you get maybe half an off day a week. Like, <laughs> You know, you're at the field there. And even when you have an off day, you still want to be at the field, you know, getting better and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm just like, this free time is kind of crazy. Uh, at first, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Uh, you know, kind of just like finding random stuff to do. But, you know, I've locked in on a good routine and yeah, enjoying it for sure. Yeah. So, again, another thing we had mentioned last time, the next athletic feat you want to accomplish after becoming a national champion was becoming <laughs> a good golfer. So how's right. the progress been on that? You, you mentioned kind of going out there, getting some rounds in. Yeah, man, it's been pretty good. Uh, I was I was, I would say I was pretty solid before, but, you know, definitely fine tuning some things and, you know, becoming more consistent, uh, shot my career best and then beat it by another stroke the other day. So, yeah, I'm trying to keep getting that number lower and lower uh, as I can. So, uh, but yeah, man, just enjoying it. It's a, uh, it's so relaxing out there and it's another way to stay competitive and, you know, try to fill that void of competitive athletics. Yeah. See, as a former player, I love golf. I'm horrible at it. I'll probably shoot like a one, <laughs> one fifteen, one twenty, but I'll have one, like one or two holes in a row where I'll play like decent and then that's it for yeah. the day. So what that's what I keeps found, you coming back though. Yeah, what I found is I only keep score of those two holes. Those are that's <laughs> it for me. And then that's the only way to keep myself from going insane. Cause as baseball players, like we're used to failure. We're we're chasing perfection. Yeah. Like we yeah. understand it. And now it's like, okay, the ball's not moving. We should. Yeah. Like on paper, that's, I should be good yeah. at this. 
that's the thing that's so different, man. It's freaking like baseball. You you know, like sometimes you go over you know three, but you know, like you were on the mound and you were dealing. You know, you just carved <laughs> me. Like I mean, you just tip your hat. Uh, you know, like there was a really good pitcher. A guy made a really good play, but like golf, like. You can't look at the guy behind you to blame it because it's not his fault. It's 100% yours, uh, yeah, which no, is kind of no cool. But like also, defense. yeah, no, maybe the wind sometimes <laughs> or the weather. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like it's all you. So that's kind of mentally frustrating sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you versus you. Like there's nowhere else to give <laughs> credit or blame. So it's always just, yeah, uh, it's just me. <laughs> now, I guess I'll, I'll reflect on your college career a little bit here because this is a college yeah. baseball podcast, but I do want to reflect on, you know, what life is like for the guys who just, you know, they play their career and they're yeah. like, you know what, I'm ready to go. I'm, I've had my fun. I, I live my life and now this is how I'm transitioning <laughs> because I feel like the college baseball transition is so strange and like, it's not really yeah. talked about that much. So I want to highlight no, guys bro. who I know who I know are just going to end up being winners in life. Cause that, that's sure, kind of just that. how you are, man. <laughs> but <laughs> I, was, uh, at... I was talking oh. to my fiance, Caroline the other day. And we were, I was like, I want to write a book for people on how to like transition. Cause like no one really, you know, teaches you how to, and this is just college in general and especially athletes too. Cause you know, like you're so busy, you know, playing your sport year round that, you know, you don't really know what the real world's like. It's kind of like a just fantasy land. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I want to write a book on like what to feel like. It's totally okay what you're going through and stuff like that. Dude, honestly, I would immediately buy it. Cause like, I remember <laughs> speaking with my wife after college baseball was over. I was like, okay, spring came around and I, I'm like, I wasn't just handed 30 new friends. Like I usually am. Right. So like, how am I supposed to like go and communicate with people and like make friends? Like, where do I, do I hang out at the bowling alley? <laughs> like at the mini golf course? Like, what do I do? <laughs> so yeah. it, I, I would love that book I, I finally figured it out you just kind of got to go outside and talk to people which is kind of <laughs> scary um when they don't yeah, know that you can that. paint 84 on the black so when you don't have <laughs> yeah exactly a lot of character <laughs> in that <laughs> so you, you got at least one supporter one one sell on amazon i got you that. <laughs> but looking back at your college career, one of the biggest things was in 2022 when you had that kind of career altering injury before right. the season really even began. So I, I want to ask you kind of what was that year like on the sidelines for you? Because, you know, you're so used to one thing as a college athlete, like we were just talking about, and then it's like completely gone. Right. Yeah, I mean um i would say that you have to find different ways to stay engaged um obviously like when you're not playing and it's kind of tough um you know anyone that goes through something like that but you know you have to find different ways to get joy you know you have to interact with people more than you usually would uh you know i, I found so much joy in just you know rooting for my teammates and you know just trying to cheer people up around me trying to you know keep them as positive as possible you know whether someone was having a bad game you know just you know, talking to them during the game, you know, passing knowledge on, uh, you know, chirping the other teams always fun. Uh, I'm sure, as you know, as a pitcher, uh, you know, and just finding joy in the, you know, the smallest victories, uh, especially the rehab and what I went through with like my ACL and my meniscus, um, you know, just setting little victories and, you know, keep moving forward. Cause if you look at the, like the end of the road, it's going to seem like it's forever. But if you look at the end of the month, you know, that seems attainable. Um, 
yeah, and just staying locked in too, um, rooting for your guys. And I, I feel like that's how people – like I feel like I was already a really good teammate before, but I feel like it just kind of magnitude – like it, it went to a different magnitude. Um, that year especially, you know, just trying to be the ultimate glue guy and locker room guy to pick people up, especially when you know, I was going through something tough because I feel like that's the only way you can get through something like that is, you know, relying on the people closest around you. Yeah, exactly. And you touched on a lot of great things there. Um, mm -hmm. The first, of course, I, the first question I have for you is what what was the best chirp you you were rattling out there? Because, you know, I'm sure as a teammate, you're a creative guy. Everybody likes you. So like you don't have the fear of like saying, oh, I'm going to I'm going to let a chirp fire. But if it doesn't hit like people are going to be like, oh, wow, you suck. You, you didn't have that no. fear because like you're, no, you're the no ultimate fear. team guy. Everybody loves you. <laughs> so yeah. what, what um, would you say was your best ever though i i know what my best ever is but i can't i can't say that on the pod because that, that's a good one coach, yeah yeah our hitting coach chief uh if you ever see him you'll have to ask him what happened at mississippi state but he almost threw me out of the dugout oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man just like just a classic like church like f you or whatever eat you know eat shit or anything like that i think it's the classic <laughs> like you know just something simple like when people try too hard with chirps uh it doesn't really hit but you know it's usually you gotta you gotta know well time it too man it's like gotta be getting kind of quiet and just you know eat shit for one eight or whatever 16 whoever the number is and i think yeah. that's so funny our whole dugout loves that and i honestly i gotta give some props to our um to some of our you know guys that were on the bench last year in omaha that were uh, they were chirping people and, and they you know, they know exactly who they are and I'll give them a shout out. It was you know, Paxton Bear and Brady Neal and uh, I I forgot who actually it was, but they struck out three times in a game and you, know, you look over and the, the dugout's just shaking their hat at them. And I was just like, bro, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so the funny. subtle ones that cut the deepest, really. But yeah, exactly. like that, those are all just such classics, just like mm -hmm. so old school yeah, and like. If exactly. you hear someone say it to you, you aren't going to be like, oh, I can't believe someone said that. It's just like, <laughs> I'm out of baseball. What what else was going to be said to me? Like, that's exactly. what I expect. Like, and like, it's part I, of the want game. My, I want my play level to make people want to say that to me. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. But again, you were talking about how like you really focused on being a teammate. Now, how would you say... Yeah that kind of led you into where you guys did end up well, from that injury and that hardship, you leading a team to Omaha. Again, it all, it all kind of starts with you being in that dugout a little bit longer in the 2022 season. Right. So like what yeah, advice I mean, would you have for people looking to kind of bring that energy themselves? Right. Yeah. I mean, I would just say like, just learn to really love the people around you. Um, you know, you all come from different backgrounds. You're all different people, but, you know, just really hang out with your teammates and, you know, spend as much time in the locker room and showers as possible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, just really get to know the people around you, man. And I think chemistry, you know, I'm joking about the showers part, by the way, which is that they're a little chirping. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's a great place to make friends. <laughs> Honestly, like we were talking about making friends. You want, you want, you want to talk yeah. about meeting I mean, people and cutting a, down walls. <laughs> we had a disco ball in our shower last year and, you know, we won the national championship. So I think that's the direct correlation. Uh, but I mean, 
just I would say just you know team chemistry is a real thing. Um, you know talent can only get you so far, but it's it's that what's inside of you really matters. And you know whether that's hard or whether that's you know the love for the guy next to you, love for the university. I think that's what you know that mental toughness sets teams apart. And, you know, I think that's one thing that we were really good about last year is, you know, um, we wouldn't find a team in the country that, you know, loved each other more or loved playing for each other more. Yeah, and I, I feel like with that groundwork, you kind of lay in 2022 season of like, right. oh, this is Cade. Like, as a teammate, seeing a guy who's injured going through that rehab, you right. want that guy to succeed arguably more than you want to succeed yourself sometimes just because yeah like I mean it's it's a tough thing too like I mean it it's it's a very mature way of looking at things especially what you just said you know like seeing uh, another guy succeed you know finding joy in that is very it's not natural you know you want yourself <laughs> to succeed but like when you're able to put the needs of the team above yours um, that's when you know you have something special um, and you know everybody especially because our team was so or it was like our team last year was so good like everybody knew they were going to play like at some point, like and what, it was just a matter of time. Um, and, you know, there's only nine positions, you know, we had a lot of really good players, but yeah, man, just, it's all about, you know, and it's one of the coach Jake's saying is placing the needs of the team above your own. Like, what do, you, what do I need to do today for the team? Like if, if I'm number 10, going to be a number 10 player going to pinch it. Like I need to be locked in the whole game or if I'm Dylan Cruz, you know, just show up to the yard and not just <laughs> feel, you know, just like, it's, what do I need to do today? And, how could I make the team better today? Yeah, exactly. And of course, like you handled the mental side of that setback so well. And I, I think one thing I really appreciate about it was I know the SEC network did a thing where you're talking about yeah. you know, making that comeback and like going through that mental journey. It's my story. So why wouldn't I talk about it? I, I just right. wanted to commend you for doing that because I think it's Thank so you, man. important. I appreciate to, that have these athletes that you know kids are looking up to you like if i if right. i'm a kid in louisiana i want to be k Beloso, like plain <laughs> and simple and like now now living in baton rouge you probably can't go to the store without someone being like oh my god like it it's the guy <laughs> so so like handling that and talking about it was something i really appreciated just showing right. that vulnerability of like of course i'm an athlete but i'm also just a guy like I, I'm a person yeah I mean at the end of the day all. like people yeah some people don't realize that and you know I was, especially now like I was talking to somebody about this the other day just like you know, since I've been away from baseball like, I've had a lot of time to watch sports you know be on social media you know when games are going on like that and I see so much criticism from people you know that are couch coaches and stuff like that and I'm just like man like at the end of the day these are 18 to 22 year old kids you know that one are giving you their all like it's not like you know you're trying to mess up or trying to fail or you know you should just enjoy watching them uh and I think that's why mental health is so important is to you know just that's why it was important for me to share my stories you know because especially for you know men it's like the unmanly thing to do is you know talk about your feelings you know you, that's the you know the manly thing to do is just eat it up and it'll go away and yeah man as, as soon as you recognize that you can talk through it and you can feel better after about it. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty much a no brainer. So I just wanted people to know that um, it's totally okay. And it's, the, it's a normal thing to do because uh, everybody has emotions, you know, what you want to do with it is up to you, but I had a lot of good people or excuse me, had a lot of good support after that, you know, 
a lot of guys from around the league telling me that that, that was awesome and that they were going to talk to people and you know a lot of retired you know veterans uh, doing the same thing that they were on the brink of you know um, talk to people should I should I go to therapy etc. Uh, but you know after watching that video um, that they decided to and that's what made it all worth it for me. You know if you could help one person, you know you did your job and you know it's a domino effect. Yeah, and that's why like I loved you talking about it and I loved it like getting spread around just because it's such a right. good thing and it's so important because what a lot of people don't realize and like whenever I talk to someone and they're like, Oh, I'm gonna be a college baseball player, like what advice do you have for me? The number one thing I can say is realize that you are going to be a college student who plays baseball. If you define right. yourself as a college baseball player. Right. That's going to that's going to be done one day and it's like yeah. okay what's my identity. So like as someone who is playing a college sport it's and that goes away from you. It's like yeah. you kind of lose that identity but I think you did such a good job of saying you know not that going into it you're like oh ball is my life like nothing else. <laughs> it, it's like it's like, yeah. okay, baseball is something I do. I really enjoy yeah. doing it. But before I'm a ball player, I'm a hell of a teammate. And I think that's something yeah. that, like... It, it, it all just goes back to being a good dude. Um, you know, like, can't make... Like you said, you can't make that your identity, man. Like, you, it's because it's going to go away. You know, whether it's in four years, 14 years, or you know, 24 years, whatever. Um yeah, you got you got to be a good dude. You got to be a good teammate, and that's what it all stems from, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, you can't really stay involved in college baseball forever unless like something really <laughs> random happens and you get totally right. lucky. Which, like, again, I'm gonna ride that out for as long as I can. So maybe you can. I'll try to prove it. But you're gonna prove it. <laughs> yeah, the NCAA won't let you be a college baseball player forever. I can tell you that much because I tried that. <laughs> you tried. But no, it, it's just been so awesome. And I can't imagine without having that setback and making that comeback that it would have been so sweet to blast an 11th inning game-winning home run against the SEC rival. I mean, like, walk me through that. Because I know I asked you right after the game what's going through right. your head. And it, <laughs> it, it could just be a big old scramble eggs in your head at that moment because yeah. you're, you're so full of adrenaline. You just took a stem in Call of Duty. You are you are through the roof, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to like I don't really remember much about it, and it's sad to say <laughs> because you know it just it happened so fast and kind of black out. Um, I mean, I remember Brandon knew he was very good. You know, he was an All American pitcher, and you know, I remember he just struck me out on three pitches. Uh, you know, I kind of looked like an idiot on um, three straight heaters. Um, so I kind of had an idea that he was going to challenge me again, um, but. You know, finally got a good one, and I mean, I remember making contact, and uh, I don't know what happened after that. Like, <laughs> I've seen the video a couple of times. Uh, I have it on my phone, so it's kind of cool to see and you know relive that moment. Um, but man, like just floating around the bases, and I, I like I really don't remember. <laughs> I just the only thing I really can recall is just how loud it got. Um, I've never that was the one of the first times that I like was like, wow, that was. Like, cause I, you know, like you're so focused on the present moment and, you know, winning games and stuff like that. And you don't really, I don't, I never really allow myself to, you know, if, especially after I did something, I'm like, Oh, like, that was really cool because we were so focused on winning. But after hitting that, I, I kind of looked around, I was like, 
wow, that was that was freaking awesome. Yeah, like I, I just had a career defining <laughs> moment or school yeah. defining moment. Like, so yeah, man, definitely an out of body blackout experience. Uh, <laughs> but man, the video is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was honestly hand to God. That was the loudest I've heard the stadium, despite you know the outing I had there got pretty loud for one pitch. But um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> so I appreciate you doing that so I could have a new loudest moment in Omaha for me. Um, <laughs> but no, it, both were equally loud. I was blacked out for mine. I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just it was such a cool moment. And you set it up so well by having that at bat before where it's like, okay, it's not extra innings. It's not as intense, not as cool. Right. He's gonna think I'm I'm not ready for the fastball. We'll bait him. We'll bait right. him into throwing me one next at bat, and I'm gonna. Attack. <laughs> I love it. It's a great mindset. Man, I wish I could have that mindset. I was not <laughs> trying to bait him at all. He's, he's just a good pitcher, man. You know, like we were talking about earlier in baseball. Sometimes you just get carved, and you know, hats off to Brandon Neely carved me that that bat before that. Yeah, I mean that's just the game of baseball, and yeah. it's such a cool moment. Now, obviously, there were a lot of cool moments in, in your last year mm -hmm. at LSU, but one of those stranger moments was coming the summer before the season even started when Coach Johnson was just like, okay, who's good at baseball? You're coming here. What was that like <laughs> as a player who's like, okay, I'm going to be on a super team as it's just like being built right before your guys' eyes? Like, what was um, the vibe of the team like? Yeah, man, we were we were just excited, um, you know. I I just recall just like man talking to Coach Jay and you know in the summer because I was there rehabbing my knee and you know, obviously me and him were super tight and you know love him a lot. Um, but we were just like he was like watch watch what I'm about to do. He just kept telling me to watch. He's like watch this. I'm like all right, let's go. You know, I think it was um, I think we might have got schemes first. Whoever got it was Skeen Stature Tommy. One of I don't remember obviously, uh, but he's like, "It's coming. We're not we're not done yet." And then you know the other one follows. He's like, "Watch, watch." You know, and they just keep coming in. I'm like, "Let's go, man. We're gonna be really good." And you know, obviously we had uh, the number one freshman class, and you know they're all studs. And he's just like, "Man, we're gonna be special." So it's obviously like right off the bat, you're 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 trying to obviously you know you have a lot of great players and. We're, that doesn't mean anything though. You've got to play good as a team. So uh, team building and team chemistry comes to mind right away. And, you know, how are we going to get all these guys glued together? So that was some of the first thoughts for sure. Yeah. And another thing that I feel like probably could have been going on that kind of helped to this success was like, oh, well, coach brought this guy in. He could be potentially trying to take my spot or move me around. Now I got to fight right. to be in the lineup. It kind of, takes any complacency a player may have and it's like okay well I beat everyone out last yeah. year now I got to beat everyone out again <laughs> and beat out the best guy from this school and so mm -hmm. I feel like it's that iron sharpening iron effect where yeah, it just man. led I mean, to things being really really good <laughs> yeah you, you, you hit the nail on the head man iron sharpens iron and um, that's that's kind of what was going on it wasn't anything like I need to beat this guy out it was just like how could how could I make the team better? Um, how could I push this guy in front of me? Or how eventually, like, I know I'm going to play. I have to be ready, but also have to make sure I'm learning from the guy in front of me. Um, stuff like yeah. that. You can learn from anyone. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or you're 24. Uh, you know, everybody has something to bring to the table. Um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to some of our freshmen. I mean, they were some of the hardest workers on our team. 
Um, you know, a lot of the older guys saw that too, uh, right off the bat. And, um, yeah, it's just, you always want to keep getting better. And, and I guess at the back of your head, you would kind of see that, you know, if I'm not working hard, the guy behind me is, and obviously you know how that goes. So there's, <laughs> I guess there's a tad bit of that, tad bit of that, but at the same time, it was, I don't think there was a lot of selfishness going on at all, or we wouldn't have been really good. Yeah. And I think just that having that competitive edge of like, oh, I want to be in the lineup so I can help the team win instead of, right. I want to be in the lineup so people can see me play. Like, I, I think that's yeah. such a valuable thing yeah. to have in a team. And I think that can be another reason y'all had a lot of success. But another big talking point last year was all about the curse of the number one team, about how, mm-hmm. you know, the number one ranked team has statistically lower chances of winning it in Omaha. Was that anything that had ever crossed y'all's mind? Was it addressed as a team or did you guys think about it or was it just something you're kind of like, okay. Um, no, nah, I mean, we expected it, man. Like, uh, I mean, we knew we were the best team in the nation the entire year, uh, no matter where we were ranked. And I don't mean that in a, an arrogant way. I just, I'm going to call space spade. You know, if you look up and down our roster, you know, we have the best team. It just a matter of if we played the best that day. Um, but there was a time um, where we weren't playing good and, we were, I'd say not playing good. We dropped our first SEC series, um, like the second to last one, uh, <laughs> um, or third to last one, whatever it was. And, you know, we kind of had a meeting, and I remember Skeens pulled us some statistics on, like, the, the last the decade of number one teams, um, where the drop-off was. And uh, we made it really far. And we, he was just asking, like, why? Like, why are we dropping off? And, you know, I remember no one really answering, and, He's like, exactly. Like, we shouldn't. He's like, we should be playing better. You know, we should be working harder. So, not to say we want to work harder, but, you know, just kind of recharge the batteries and reset. And, you know, I don't believe in curses or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, it worked worked out well for us, I would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was cool, though. You know, um, you know, we had a, I remember Alex Bregman came and talked to us before the season started or right when the season started, one of the two. And he was telling us about his experiences with the Astros. And he was saying, like, yeah, it's cool being that underdog where, you know, you kind of sneak up on people and stuff like that. But he's like, there's no better feeling than knowing you're the top dog and knowing you're going to get everybody's best shot and you still beat them and watch the look on their face after the game. And I think a lot of guys took that to heart, knowing the position we were going to be in, like we were going to be the top dog and, Obviously, we're going to have a big target on our back no matter who we were playing. And uh, it was a really good feeling, you know, beating a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty badass way of putting it, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, a really, <laughs> it was a really motivating meeting. I mean, let me just tell you what, I'd probably hit 89 after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a cool one to have a big leaguer come in and say, yeah, nothing feels yeah. better than kicking ass. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all fired up after that. <laughs> yeah i can imagine that leads to a pretty good preseason <laughs> practice um yeah i would i would not want to be the team on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. <laughs> now uh, one last question before we wrap it up yeah. obviously you were huge during the college world series another thing that was huge during the college world series was your dad in the tailgate lot growing up <laughs> in alligators so i gotta ask you what is the weirdest thing your dad has grilled for you to eat I mean, I've never I – mean, nothing weird like that. Um, the weirdest thing I've probably seen grow is alligator, yeah. Uh, really? 
obviously it didn't work. You know, we got drummed 24 to four that day. So uh, I was in my head, I was like, can we please not do that again tomorrow? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, I feel like he looked way too natural doing it. It was like, this is not the man's <laughs> first rodeo. Like he he's grilled yeah. up some strange things, but I feel like I've never had alligator myself. Have have you or were you able yeah, to get yeah, any? Yeah, like yeah. were there leftovers? Well, I didn't have any there. Uh but gator's a big appetizer here in New uh in Louisiana, obviously. You know, they hunt them down here. So yeah, man, it's good. Tastes like chicken, honestly. Um, but yeah, I like it. I know a lot of people that like it. Yeah, I feel like gotta get you down here to try it, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not a big hunter myself specifically because I don't think I'd be good at it and I'm not patient. I got too much ADD. <laughs> But I feel like hunting alligators is probably like the most, that's probably the animal people get behind the most. It's like, right. you know, if there's, if there's too many deer, it's like, okay, that's inconvenient. Too many gators. That's a big, big problem. So it's a problem. alligator <laughs> hunting is a little different. It's not, uh, it's not very boring like that. Like you, you set out traps, um, pretty early. And then you basically just go around and check the traps. It's not like, you're, like you would, oh, even really? though you're ADD, like you see, yeah. You just kind of pull it up, and most of the time they've been dead for like, you know, two or three days. Uh, and just shoot them, or they've been not dead; like they've been almost dead for like two days. So you just pop them. Like it's, I know there's swamp people, and you know it looks like they're wrestling alligators, but man, it, it's not like that. My my entire perception of alligator hunting was like a cartoon style shotgun, waders yeah. <laughs> up to like here, and it's like. Yeah the alligators no, no man i mean then, you see, yeah no, okay not. so it's way safer than what i thought it was yeah okay. well you, right. you don't want to really use a shotgun you'd use like a uh, either a pistol or like a rifle or something like a 22 well hey look now if you listened and you made it this far you learn about being a national champion and you know <laughs> so i mean i only talk been, about I've added value once. it was fun but i've seen a lot of videos and no, that's some people that do it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going, even if it's just one time, you gotta do a lot of research. Because I mean, so yeah. in my new apartment, you gotta go complex, with somebody. My new apartment complex, I've been thinking about gators way too much because there's like this little <laughs> pond in the community that says uh -huh. "Beware of alligators," and it's got this really cute, like, cartoon alligator on it. It's like, right. why is it? Why is it cute? First of all, because it's like, <laughs> that makes me want to go see it. That doesn't make me want to yeah. be aware of it. Like, but apparently there's gators over there. So I, this is information I didn't even know I needed, but I'm glad I got it. <laughs> right, that's funny, man. We were I'm, you'll enjoy this since you're on the topic of gators. We were hunting this morning, man, and um, there's a gator probably like three feet in front of our boat, just staring at us the whole day, and you know, looking at the decoys, and it was just funny, man. I was we were just like talking to the gator obviously he's not talking back but we were just like hey was that a good shot we we're like oh cool man sounds good <laughs> it was just see it's that it's funny. that mutual respect he had of knowing yeah. that hey if i turn on you it could go bad for you or me if you turn on me it could go bad for you or me we don't really know what's going on right right but we're both <laughs> hunting funny, that's I mean, all we know yeah i think gators get a bad rap though they're you know they're they're not trying they're not gonna hurt you you know they're just as scared of you so you think you think alligators are just like they're just kind of chilling, like they they're just yeah. vibing. If I so if I see this alligator and I, like I'm walking my dog, I don't need to like. Well, if I'm walking my dog, I'll freak out. I would regardless. get the dog out of there. But, yeah, yeah. I would get the dog out of there. But if you were walking by yourself, yeah, you're good. Man. 
Okay. They're, cool, not gonna, cool. they're not gonna come after you. Yeah. But I if mean, you had an animal, I could see how they would come after you. I, I think the problem is one of the first movies I remember watching as a human being was Happy Gilmore, which really just put the alligators best, in a best. terrible light. Phenomenal film. Alligator bit my hand off. <laughs> and it's like, wait, you have one eye. It's like who looks that hard at an alligator to notice that? But gave it such a it gave alligators and Bob Barker terrible raps. But <laughs> Dude, I, that's film. one thing I'm big on. I don't know if you know this about me, but like just quoting movies and stuff like that. That's a classic, man. What's a what's your what's your all time favorite movie? I feel like this is a question that needs to be asked after. Yeah, I feel like you got like a good my, taste. You talking about like my comedy movie? Just any of them, any of them. I guess mm-hmm. comedy would be a good good start. Yeah, since we're on the topic of comedy, um, I would say The Longest Yard for me. Um, Phenomenal. This is yeah. There's, well, there's, it's so hard to name one, but I, that's the one I quote probably the most. Uh, that, <laughs> you know, Happy Gilmore, you know, uh, Anchorman, unbelievable. They're uh, just classic. Yeah, man. I would just say Longest Yard is probably my favorite. Um, there's just, you know, I watched it as a kid um, for the first time, and, you know, you're laughing because you're, you know, your older friend, your brothers, or, you know, your friend's brothers, friends are laughing or whatever. But man, when you like really watch it, like there's so many good one-liners in there that like every scene I think is hilarious. Like, I don't think there's not a funny scene in that movie. Besides caretaker's death, R.I.P. But yeah. <laughs> like everything else is hilarious. It's just a beautiful redemption story to inspire. Yeah, you, honestly, like yeah. <laughs> well, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk. It's been a great time catching up. I, I look forward to hopefully catching up with you more as our LSU correspondent, if you're okay with that, if you want to do it down <laughs> the line. I, I'm sure the people <laughs> would love it. So thank you again, Kate. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I mean, wow, you can't beat that. Kate is just such a great human being. You know, he's one of those guys who – no matter where he was at in his college career, whether he was starting every game or whether he was sitting out for a whole season, he always kind of had the same demeanor and same level headedness about him that I think really helps college baseball players along the way. Cause there's so much to get into mentally, especially as a college athlete of what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, just, being a normal human being in college is hard enough bringing sports into it, bringing injuries into it. It can get really tough. And I think Cade does a great job in explaining the idea that when you immerse yourself in, into what you really love, nothing else really matters. None of the external stuff can really stop you from achieving your goals. As long as you have those goals and like that passion for it, you know, where Cade, this injury could have really hindered his baseball career. It's something that he used to motivate him and fuel himself to, you know, challenge himself to be the best teammate through it all. Because, you know, no teammate would would really judge a guy if they hung their head a little bit when something terrible like that happens. But Cade, he, he doesn't let that happen. He shows not only his teammates what kind of teammate he is, but he's a great example of, you know, for these younger guys at LSU who see him go through that of how to handle an injury and how to handle it in such a way that you can end up being a national champion at the end of it, you know, where he had the support of his teammates to the point where 
Cade could go out there and do anything, and he knew that his teammates were still going to love him for who he was as a person, as a teammate, before any of the results even mattered. So I, I think that was just such a great time talking with him. Of course, he he always brings things that we, we can always bring out a little bit in each other, and I think learning about alligator safety and crocodile safety is kind of one of the most important things that you can take away from this episode among the many other nuggets of gold Cade gave us just remember if you see an alligator just be cool to it it will be cool to you um that's what Cade told us and you know i i don't i know he's got a lot of pull in louisiana now and i assume that translates to pull with alligators so if you see a gator and you're like hey this could be bad just say like no cable also said you're tight i'm gonna be cool with you and that is alligator safety so thank you very much Cade, for that along with all all the other wisdom you brought to us and thank you for tuning in to get another episode of the shock factor podcast just a reminder the next episode will be dropping on thursday where i'm joined by the ever intelligent mike rooney so make sure to stay tuned for that and have a great rest of your week bye the Shock Factor Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.